0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. Um, It's been a great week. Interesting week, to say the least. Um, With me, I I had a little bit of a flooding issue, but everything is good now. Um, Hope everybody had a great Labor Day weekend. It was pretty good sports-wise for me, and we'll talk about that a little bit more As the day goes on, this is episode fourteen. We're gonna talk a little bit of uh, tech football. Um, We're gonna talk some realignment, other college football thoughts. Um, Kind of talk a little bit about the Cowboys game on Thursday, and uh, not not a whole lot more about the NFL because I did my predictions last week. And again, if you did not get a chance to listen to my prediction, it's going to be last week's episode. I'll have my NFL predictions in place. Um, and then I'm going to talk, there's a little bit of a scheduling note at the end of the podcast I'll talk about, um, we're going to do a little bit of discussion on Star Trek Day, which took place this last Wednesday, and then we'll finish off with some WWE, AEW thoughts, uh, to end, end with. So, uh, Texas Tech is 1-0 and right now. I did predict that two weeks ago. Um, it was kind of an interesting route that they took. Um, they looked pretty terrible, uh, the majority of the first half, um, you know, Houston before Tech's offense could even take the field was up fourteen to nothing. Um, you know, and Dana Holgerson went was going for it, man. You know, onside kicking, going for it every fourth down, and you know credit him on that. Um, and I was I was pretty frustrated, obviously, during the f- first half of the Tech game, um, just because it was just not going well at all. Credit Tech at, uh, at halftime; they were able to regroup. Defense looked fantastic. Um, after they settled down from those, uh, from that first half, uh, they were able to, you know, make make some plays, for some turnovers, and they, I mean, they shut Houston out in the second half, which I, Tech defense shutting a team out even in the half is remarkable in and of itself. Um, I thought the offense looked uh, pretty good as well. Um, you know, Tyler Shuck made some good plays. Um, you know our running back, running back core. I thought looked extremely strong. Taj Brooks. I mean, he was, he came to play, and then Eric Azakama. I I thought he'd be a pretty good receiver this year. Uh, he may be one of the best receivers in the nation before it's all said and done. He was making all sorts of catches um, last weekend. So um, the one I think the one uh, kind of negative on the offense was the offensive line. I think the offensive line. Is going to have to be vastly, vastly better um, when we get into Big 12 play. um, Or Tyler Shuck is going to be spending a lot of time on the ground, and that's not good. Um, So hopefully they can kind of fix some things, clear some things up in these next two weeks. Um, You know, this week we uh, tech has Stephen F. Austin. You know, I expect they hopefully they'll blow them out and we'll get to see, you know, some of the second and third string players. I think they will. And then uh, the week after is Florida International. I think they will uh, beat them pretty easily. Um, You know, Florida International is supposed to be uh, kind of maybe one of the contenders in the Eastern Division of Conference USA. Um, They're coached by Butch Davis, uh, former University of Miami coach. Um, But I think Tech will take care of them. And then we've got the Shorthorns in the People's Republic of Austin, Um, two weeks uh, from today. And big game, we'll see what happens. Um, So, realignment news. Uh, We've got four new members of the Big 12 to talk about. So BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and Central Florida are all joining the Big 12. Um, Now, when are they joining the Big 12? Well, that's uh, a little murky. They're still figuring that out. I still feel like you know they're talking about there's going to be a quote unquote overlap where, you know, Texas and Oklahoma will still be in the Big Twelve with these teams, with some of the teams. I don't think that's going to happen. I really feel like Texas and Oklahoma, this is their last season, and I really think that is for the best. Let's get, let's rip the bandaid off, let's transition and get going. Um, so, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, as far as the new teams, like I said last week, it's I think it's a band aid. It 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 stops the bleeding. Um, we're still going to lose money as as the Big Twelve losing Texas and Oklahoma, but I mean I think you've got I think you're you're still positioning yourself in a pretty good position. I think you honestly you're positioning yourself in a better position than the Pac-12. Um, you know. If, I think if you were to rank the conferences right now in football, obviously SEC light years, number one. Number two is the Big Ten. Three is the ACC. And I still think fourth is the Big 12 over the Pac-12. Um, I really think the Pac-12 made a very, very bad decision not expanding. And I think, you know, three, four years down the road, it's going to come back bite them in the butt. Um, and so, you know, Kirby Holcutt said last week, that the Big Twelve may not be done expanding. They may try. They may go to sixteen. Um, my my uh, strategy there. What I would what I want them to do is if they go to sixteen. You know there had been talk about well they're gonna they'll they'll invite Memphis and Boise and I've seen talk of Tulane and you know South Florida and San Diego State. I personally. Best, I think the best plan if you're gonna if you're gonna expand to sixteen, stay at twelve for now, and then when the Pac-12 falls apart, and it's not an if, it's a when the Pac-12 falls apart, and and it's gonna fall apart when USC and Oregon depart, they're gonna leave. Now, are they gonna leave to the SEC? Are they gonna leave for the Big Ten? Not sure, but they are they are not going to be staying much longer in the Pac-12. So when those two teams depart, you're gonna see the falling apart of the Pac-12. And if, you know, what I would do as the Big 12 at that point is let's pluck the Arizona schools. They've been wanting out of the Pac 12 for a long time. Bring them in. And then you've got some choices. Um, Utah would be a great addition because you, you now have BYU Utah. That's a fantastic rivalry rivalry to have within your conference. Um, you know, you can always bring back Colorado. They were a longtime big 12 member. Um, they would be they would be fun to have back, although <laughs> tech football, <laughs> we had issues with them <laughs> when Leach was there, um, beating them. I, here's the wild card for me. If UCLA is out there, I'd get them. You get into the Los Angeles market. UCLA right now is looking at looking like one of the stronger Pac-12 teams. You know, Oregon obviously is looking strong, especially after beating Ohio State today. But then you look at UCLA, they're looking strong football-wise. I think they'd be a fantastic addition in the other sports and you get yourself into the Los Angeles market. So, I don't want the Pac-12 to pluck more AAC teams stay at 12 for now, wait for the Pac-12 to fall apart, and then swoop in and pick the best of what's left over. And I think the Arizona schools, certainly, if you can get UCLA, get UCLA, and then possibly maybe Utah. I mean, I'd rather have UCLA than Colorado, to be honest with you. Um, Colorado would be my fifth option, but I think that would be a, a really good uh, decision there, you're bringing in some really strong teams, you know. And then there's always the wild card if the SEC expands and they come calling to Tech, let's go. But if we're having to stay in the Big 12, I think the better option is let's wait for the Pac-12 to implode and then bring in some of their teams, uh the the ones that that would be helpful helpful for the Big 12. But we'll have to kind of stay tuned and see what happens there. Um, You know, I think this is the first domino. It's going to be interesting to see uh, what direction the AAC now goes since they've lost three teams. Um, UAB, I'm hearing, is one of the teams they're going to target. Um, Could they raid uh, the Mountain West? Could they raid the Sun Belt? And then you're talking about Conference USA. What are they going to do? Um, it's, it's you know, the realignment stuff keeps going. Now it's being pushed further down with uh, the AAC and then I think eventually Conference USA, the Sun Belt, and kind of from there we'll see what happens. But uh, ever-changing, and it's, you know, like, I, like I've said before on this podcast, I do not think the SEC is done expanding. They're done expanding for now. But I think you're going to see more teams added to the SEC at some point um, in the future as well, um, and we'll see how that affects Tech. Could they be on the list? I'd love for them to be on the list. We'll see. So um, tune in tonight, Tech Stephen F. Austin. It's on ESPN Plus. Um, I by the way, I really like the the deal with ESPN Plus. This uh, enables Tech to establish uh, to choose when they play um, and I, you know, 6 PM in September, early September, a lot better than playing at 2 PM. It's, I mean, it's over 90 degrees around here today. And I've been, I've been in the tech football stadium on one of these mid afternoon games in, in late August, early September, and it's over a hundred degrees in the stadium. It's awful. So um, I like tech being able to establish, pick their own time on ESPN+. Honestly, I'd rather do that even than be on, like, Fox Sports 1 at 11 a.m. I think it's it's better. You know, it this, it, it is better to have the games in the evening. I think that the atmosphere at at Joe at the Jones is 100% better uh, for those night games. And, you know, some of your best tech moments have come at those night games where tech – comes out full on they're all they're in all black and it's you know they're ready to go so i expect a route tonight hopefully i'm not wrong um we'll see what happens let's talk about the cowboys game thursday night uh i was wrong (laughs) i thought they'd win i was almost right um but you know it, it didn't happen that way let's talk about the good um, Dak looked really, really good, um, which was good to see. You know, I, I think Dak is, is a top quarterback, and Dak is not the problem, and paying Dak is not the problem. I think the biggest mistake that Old Jarrah has made with the Cowboys is he overpaid Zeke. He kept Zeke. You know, running backs are a dime a dozen now. He should have done what he did with DeMarco Murray and let him walk, and then we could have drafted another running back. But where we've overpaid Zeke, and and we're seeing the you know signs of that. He's not the Zeke that we drafted, so you know to me that was the big mistake. Not you know paying 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 Dak overpaying Dak, not the mistake because you know the quarterback and, and Dak is a solid quarterback. You know what I, I wouldn't necessarily put him in the you know the Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, you know that echelon. But I mean Dak has been a very solid quarterback. Um, you know, it's been the pieces around him. It's been the defense, and I, hopefully, we've solved some of that. We'll see. But uh, you know, they looked over. Uh, Dak looks really great overall. Um, the kicking situation was the, was a mess. You know, and I know a lot of people are mad about the offensive pass interference call. And yes, it was offensive pass interference. They missed that call. But again, you can't put yourself in that position by missing field goals and missing extra points. You know, when you're a kicker in the National Football League, you should have at least an 80% average on, ex- on on field goals, and I would say 95 to 100% average on extra points. You know, that's why you're signed for that job. And so that's the, that's the bigger problem. And we'll see if that continues to be a trend all, all season long or who knows what's going to happen. Um, they play the Chargers next week. I still feel like they will beat them. Um, you know, the Chargers, I think, are going to be a more improved team. You know, Justin Herbert is a very talented quarterback, but I still feel like they're in rebuilding mode. I think the Cowboys will will pull it out next week. Hopefully. We'll see what happens. Um, we've got Chiefs and Browns tomorrow. Let's whip up on Baker. That's what I love to see happen. Anytime Baker Mayfield can lose, that's a good thing. So, Mahomes, make it happen. <laughs> so uh, so big big Star Trek news this week. Wednesday was Star Trek Day, 55th anniversary of Star Trek. And we had all sorts of news dumped on us on this Star Trek Day. First of all, we got an official Prodigy trailer. We finally got to see Captain Jadeway in animated form. And we finally got a release date for... Star Trek Prodigy. It's going to be premiering October the 28th. That'll be about two weeks after Star Trek Lower Decks uh, season finale. So we'll have a little bit of a two-week gap, and then um, Star Trek Prodigy will start. Again, the trailer makes me more excited for it. I think it's going to be an interesting show. Yes, it's geared for kids, but it'll be interesting to see Janeway and it'll be interesting to see the whole uh, Delta Quadrant and everything as well. I mean, the animation is beautiful looking um, that they're doing. So, And then Star Trek Discovery, they announced they are going to premiere on November the 18th. So what that means is for the first time since the 90s, we're going to have two Star Trek shows on at the same time, Discovery and Prodigy for uh, at least several weeks. And so the discovery announcement was a bit of a surprise. I knew that you know they were aiming to premiere in 2021. I figured it would be a, you know into December, late December when they would premiere, but um so we're going to get quite a few episodes of discovery in 2021 and then it'll you'll have some a uh, few more in 2022. So you know for a COVID 2020 year where all these productions were paused we're still getting, um, you know, at almost you know, almost half the year worth of Star Trek shows. So, you know, pretty pretty remarkable. Um, and 2022 looks to be chock full of Star Trek. They um, they dropped the Picard trailer, and so Picard season two is going to air season uh, in February, and we've got a time travel element. In fact, they're going to go back in time to. 2021 so a little bit of a voyage uh, Star Trek for the voyage home uh, Element we've got The Borg Queen we've got Q We already know Guinan is going to be In this season as well Should be interesting but February So Discovery will end We'll have a couple weeks off then February Picard will launch And then finally we've got Some um, reveals on Star Trek Strange New Worlds That will be the one that follows Picard That's the Captain Pike show and interesting, we had some reveals of the other characters. So we've got Ohora. That's the one that, that really jumped out to me. Uh, we've got Ohora is going to be on Strange New Worlds, So we've got a new actor playing her. Um, we've also got you know Nurse Chapel from the original series. We've got another actor playing her, and then we've got we've got a character called Lon Noonien Singh. And is she related to Khan? Or is she not? What's the story there? And you've got an Endorian um, You've got Dr. Mabanga So it's, it, it looks like it's going to be um, For those of you that want a more uh, Episodic, not serialized Star Trek Which we've had the last with, with Discovery and then with Picard This may be the show for you um, it, it looks like it's going to be Going back to old school, Voyages of the Enterprise under Pike um, should be should be a fun show. Um, so hopefully we'll we'll probably won't get more information on that till uh, it gets nearer to premiere date. But so lots of information. Something that was not talked about was anything about the new movie. We'll see what happens with that. The other thing that wasn't really talked about, and whether or not it's still happening or not, is. You know they had announced a Section Thirty One show, and then they came back last year when they announced Strange New Worlds and said we're hold, we're going to hold off on Section Thirty One. I don't know what's going to happen with that, um, especially with uh, the actress that plays Captain Giorgio. I mean, she does. I mean, she's been in all sorts of movies. She's in that uh, Shang Chi and the Ten Rings movie, um, which by the way I saw that last weekend. Uh pretty good. If you like Marvel, you'll like it. It's I mean, it's not one of my favorites, but it's not one of my least favorites either. As entertaining. I mean, it entertains you for 2 hours. Um it was it was pretty good. But she's in that movie, um Michelle Yow is her name. So, we'll see what we'll see what happens, but lots of information, lots of fun Star Trek to look forward to. So, let's finish up with some wrestling talk. Um, AEW had their all-out event, and everybody had predicted Brian Danielson was going to be there, and he was, and came out. Looks like he is going to be challenging Kenny Omega for the AEW title uh, sooner rather than later. That should be a fun match. Um, the bigger surprise, well, for some people, it wasn't a surprise. There'd been talk, but Adam Cole of NXT fame is now in AEW, and to me. I think when it's all said and done, you know, we've had CM Punk, we've had Daniel Bryan, you know, the Adam Cole, getting Adam Cole to come to AEW, that may turn out to be a bigger loss to the WWE than, than, uh, Punk and Bryan. And the reason I'm saying that is because Adam Cole had had a, had a very solid run on NXT. And there was just, there was all sorts of chatter of when are we going to see him make the jump to raw or SmackDown and, NXT is a, a bit of a mess right now and they're, they're revamping it and reports are Vince McMahon is going to have a lot more input on NXT um, that's gonna make a it's gonna make it very interesting to see what that looks like because um, you know NXT it's kind of been a lot it was been triple H's baby basically and he, you know Triple H has basically been able to run it with minimal influence from Vince McMahon and I, you know, Vince and Triple H have, I think, certainly two vastly different visions of what they want in a professional wrestling show, and so it'll be. It's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens with NXT. But I don't. I don't think this is a good thing for NXT. And so, will you see more defections to AEW? Um, there's already reports, and not this is not NXT related, but you know, this is WWE related. That Kevin Owens, his contract Expires uh, Next year, early next year And they don't expect him To re-sign, I think he would be A solid addition to AEW Or any other, you know, impact Wherever he would go That would be a big loss um, Sami Zayn, would he leave? That's another possibility um, And so, you know, WWE's Got some issues, they've got some issues to fix uh, The good thing with we're starting to see some competition again is that's going to spur WWE on not to just sit there and be fat and happy. Um, and I think that's why you ended up with Brock Lesnar coming back when he did Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch coming back when he did or when she did, sorry, when she did. Um, and, you know, I think they're going to have to up their game as well. Um, as expected, I you know, we're going to see the, dim- the demon Finn Balor character face Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is going to easily retain I think which is unfortunate. You know I'm a Finn Balor fan. I'd love for him to get another reign as uh, Universal Champion Um, obviously his last one was cut way too short. Now where do you go next with Reigns because I'm hearing reports that the Brock Lesnar feud might not be until uh, Wrestlemania next year. That might be what they're going to main event with. Which tells me that you're, they're not gonna, we're not gonna have the Rock at WrestleMania next year, which they, I think they thought they were going to. Um, could you see a Seth Seth Rollins match? Does Big E try to cash in? I still feel like, you know, the guy to dethrone Roman Reigns in this long reign could be Big E. Um, I don't necessarily want it to be a cash in via cash in. Um, But I think he he could be the guy that you could have dethrone Roman Reigns. You know, Lashley's facing Randy Orton should be a pretty strong match. That could be another opportunity if Orton, you know, RKO's Lashley, like after the match or something, or punts him in the head. You could have um, Big E come down and cash in on Lashley. That would be interesting as well. But... That's kind of what we're setting up right now with Extreme Rules. I'll have more of my predictions as we get nearer to the Extreme Rules pay per view. Um, so, pretty solid show overall last night on at Madison Square Garden. Um, I thought so. But anyway, that's that's what's going on this week. Um, next week's schedule could be a little bit tricky. I've got I'm taking a trip and meeting some family members. So I may not record till next Sunday. Um, just kind of watch what, what, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. And it'll pop up when it pops up. So thank you so much to everybody that continues to listen. Tell your friends about this. Um, tell, you, you know, you tell your enemies about it. That's fine too. Um, but anyway, I hope everybody has a great week. And I will see you next week on The Chris Carpenter Show.